Thank you for listening to the program. The Lord spoke in parables a lot, and so much so his own men at the end uh, of, towards the end of it, they said, would you speak plainly? And the idea was, and he said outright, I am trying to help you with parables. They're not given to you to confuse you. But on to be honest, yes, they can be confusing, but it's, I think, entirely because we look at them in the wrong way and to understand it truly will help a person and one of his parables uh, several of them had one concept and a certain man had two sons and I'm reading here in Luke chapter 15 uh, where he says that to them and he's speaking to his disciples in many places where he's, well, like uh, the parable of the prodigal son here uh, in Luke, to me, and many believe that, many don't, but the, the son that came to him and said, Father, give me my portion of what is mine, and he divided unto them the younger son and the older son, their living and I think the idea is the younger son could have said, oh, brother, you want to go with me? And no, I'm staying here. And so that's why when the elder son was in the field working and he heard the music and, and come in and said, what's going on? And they said, your brother has come back and your, your father has received him and rejoicing. And the older son was angry and had a bad attitude and his father came out and talked to him. And so actually the way it works out, the prodigal son did the right thing. And the elder son, even though he didn't leave, his heart was never right. And one of the other parables where the Lord said, uh, a man had two sons. One said, uh, Dad, I'll go and work in the vineyard. But he didn't. He went to town instead, changed his mind, I guess. And the other one said, no, I, I can't do that, uh, not today. And, but uh, he left the whole, and then his heart convicted him. He went and worked in the field. So which one did the will of his father? That's like the idea of the prodigal son. Which one did? Well, at first it doesn't, it looks like one, but it actually turns out to be the other one. And that is in all his parables, not all of them, but many it's like one of them is the, about the widow where he said this parable is given so that men ought always to pray and that's interpreted sometimes as the widow just kept asking 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 you just keep asking god and something he'll do it if you ask enough and wear him down well that doesn't sound right because it's not right he gave that it's kind of like a anti-parable in that the thing about the widow, he's saying, notice that she didn't quit praying. So I'm giving this parable to you in the way that you should never stop praying. Not that if you don't stop praying to God, sir, for, sir, pray enough, he'll give it to you. That doesn't set right because it's not right. So in the way of being a 
profitable or a true. It's it's what you do. All of us are going to fall. Uh, that that's a given. And it's what you do after that. And the the older son had already fallen in his heart. The younger son did in leaving. Yeah, but he came to himself. And and what am I doing? And he returned. That's what you can do. You can't not fall, but you can get up. And what that really means then is what he was trying to explain to them. But one main thing he told them, and it's everything, is that what I'm telling you now, when I live in you, then you will understand all that I've told you. I'll live in you, the Spirit, and I'll guide you into all truth of what I've said. When I, But now, and honestly... In the old nature, like they, it's pretty easy to think, well, what else is there to do? We believe in you. You forgive our sins. And that's where Peter was kind of at on it. And it's not a good place to be because until you're born again, and 70 or 80 percent of, of the Protestant church doesn't believe that happens here in this life that's what happens when you get to heaven and you do the best you can here and that's the deception that paul talks about uh, being born uh, the, the, it's who you are not what you and the best way i know to say it is he was the messiah he was the son of god therefore he could not sin and it's not well he didn't sin and so that makes him the son of God. Well, no, he was the son of God, so he didn't sin. There's all the difference in the world. And like the spirit being around you or with you and in you, there's all the difference in the world. And I know I was, I, I've talked to people and this is the, there again, 70 or 80% is no, being born again is when you accept the idea of who he is, believe who he is, then he comes and lives with you, and it's up to you through his strength to try to do better, and you've got to be more like him. And that all sounds well, but it's simply not the truth. He said, when I live in you, then you will live. And that is sanctification, salvation, everything. It's not what we believe, as in that's why people went to paradise, not... To, he hadn't made the way for the Spirit, and it, and it had to be done, and that's what he came to do. And it became to them the promise of the Spirit was everything I kind of but that in ruling the world and delivering us from our enemies. Although those things are true, that's not by any means the important thing. But the parables he gave bring out the importance of we can be either one of the sons is the idea. You can be one or the other, faithful or unfaithful. You can, and that is not a legal thing of, well, do this, do that, and you'll be right with me. But if you're right with me, like James says, if you're right with him and love him and others as yourself or as he loves others, yeah, you'll keep the law. You already have. But you can't then say, well, I'll keep the law and then I'll be that way. It it just doesn't work that way. But the human condition is that's what that's kind of how under the sun that's how it is. Is you got to do your best. You got to, and you're in competition with others. With him, well, the upward calling. We're not in competition with others. Uh, not in the sense of I've got to do better than them. No, it's I've got to do the very best I can between me and him. 
That's all it is. So the true son came to that realization. The other one didn't. So, or at, at the point, hadn't. So a certain man, uh, then this parable here is like the widow in 16. The one I was really trying to look at was uh, the man that uh, was steward. And the rich man uh, had a steward, and he, but he was accused of having wasted his money. What would you do with the money I gave you, the parable? Anyway, he called him and said, How is it I hear this? Uh, give me an accounting, for you may no longer be steward. So then the steward said within himself, "He, sh You know, you'd say, well, he repented, right? And fell on his face. No. What am I going to do? The Lord's going to take away from me my stewardship. And I can't work for some reason or what, don't want to. And to beg, I'm ashamed to do. Here's what I'll do. And he goes out and gets the people that owe the Lord money. And he's his steward, right? It's his business. He's the money affairs operator. And he calls over one of the debtors and said, however much you owe, cut it in half, apparently. A hundred, then make it 50. And all of them. Then he's saying, I'm doing this for you. And then later I could say, can you help me out? And of course, you helped us out. Not because your heart's right, but for your own good. So it's that way. And the Lord commended the unjust steward there in verse 8. Commended him because he had done wisely. Then he makes this statement. For the children of the world, in their context, their generation, are wiser than the children of light. So I say unto you, and he talks to them then if they want to be that faithful son or that faithful child or the unfaithful one and he's saying if you would use the wisdom that this man had in and so then you would he commended it so we could use it not in that context but the wisdom was so what was it and i looking at it the wisdom was that he had was he used his authority and power of the moment to forgive them or for them to be forgiven of a debt they owed that maybe they couldn't pay or whatever. But he that was his way, and that's for his own good and all that. Yeah, but transfer that over to being a child of the light. The, the, the man here, the servant, that's in a secular context and yeah that would have been his at least he had a home to go to or somebody would help him out when he was kicked out instead of being ruthless till the end no you're going to owe everything you owe even though i'm being fired no he saw enough to take and and looked out for himself and that's what having vision uh like the lord said you can't see far ahead paul said you you'd only and and you look down the road and see the judgment and see the end of it all and uh, this man couldn't, I mean, he did that in his own way. So as children of the light, with believers, you would do that same thing and make it, they're forgiven. There's a word that the apostle uses for forgiveness, uh, and it's love, yeah, but forgiveness in the way that, why? Well, they came and asked me forgive, to forgive them, and that's a good thing. That's part of it. But what if they don't? Well, I can't forgive them. <laughs> no, the word means you forgive them for the sake of it, whether they ask or not. 
you forgive them. And one of the most powerful things ever said to me by another believer is I said, forgive me for what I, well, I already have. Oh, well, I'm confessing. I did wrong, though, and I'm asking you, well, I already have forgiven you. That's so powerful if you think about it. But um, here he says the, the Lord commended that wisdom of forgiving others so that when you fail, he said, the the wisdom is when you fail, then you you have a home that they can receive you, your friends. And so as in a way of believers, just apply that in the way that you forgive others, then I'll forgive you and you love them. They'll and it you'll everlasting habitations receive you and be friend that way. Do what that man did not as that man in his context, but as a believer in your context, then forgive other believers. And that word means just forbear. Uh, it, like the one of the parables, the, the king said, I forgive you of everything uh, you owe me. What? Why? What? I just want to. That, that, that kind of, I, it's the right thing to do is forgive you and love you. And so the parables are, you can get lost in them in, in a way, but you have to, like a picture, you can get lost a little magnifying glass looking at the details. and But the whole idea, the whole picture is, as it were, one thing, and it says one thing. And he's, he says to us with his parables, and many of them about, you can be this child or that child. You can be faithful to me or unfaithful to me and know it or not know it and that's what paul talks about is knowing the truth and not being deceived and the lord's saying here if you would look out for who you are as the new creature then it's not it's what i need to do is judge myself and be the new creature i need to be of the right heart because someday come unto me and buy gold that's all i have is my fellowship with him and being right with him so when you do fail you'll have something left if you at least some of the time uh, uh, at least for not all the time it's i don't think possible but at least some of the time i didn't think you could do it at all i thought i couldn't do it at all but i a few years ago he could yes you can not all the time but you can collectively do it a, a period of time and even if it's 10 percent like the lord said just interest 30 percent 60 but just two pennies anything just don't be completely unfruitful in that way that's a hard heart to turn away but these parables he gave them for when they were born again he said then you will know what i mean so they're they're for us today and if you're alive on this earth and living and you're a believer you are in a, a struggle one way or another and you may not be temporarily but you will be tested and you can be settled that's what peter says after a while uh you can become settled like paul said i'm settled doesn't mean i can't fall but like, like that we're well, not today you know that kind of thing maybe tomorrow but not today uh but i don't mean to make light of it at all but the parables they're very very serious the lord loves us and he's trying to help us saying you have the wherewithal 
You can do it if you want, if you want it with your whole heart. That's what James says, that if you want it with your whole heart, yes, it happens. Then you have done the right thing and you make it better for yourself like this man did by forgiving others and being kind and loving and whether he was or not i don't know it's a parable and that's why they would say you know you the parables are hard to figure out why don't you just tell us the truth well he did but that's if you understand the parable it's more clear than well just abide in my love oh okay we do we love you with all our heart well i used to think that but he says, if you do, then you love others. Then with my love, I love them and you don't. Well, hold it. See, then you have a, a problem. And the parables do that. They make you look at it and look at it. And you begin to see the whole picture and the details. But you, we shouldn't lose sight of the big picture. And that is, are we faithful to him by faith, through faith? It's his faith, not not our faith. And that's a big difference but we have that within us, not like in the old time available to us. And it's it's so easy to look at it that way. But like Paul said, and he did that and was despised and rejected for it. But he said, that's what I'm going to preach. And I'm going to preach it because it is the only answer is to be who you are in him. That's the answer, not legal things that you do in this and that than to be like him it it's so appealing to the itching ears of a human being i believe me i i bought into that for a long time and i still am ashamed of it to this day but um better late than never i'm not sure but that does apply somehow and and the lord says that in a way wake up before it's too late the sooner, the better, and be the good servant, be the good son, the good child. And that's simply just doing what he says, trusting him, no matter what that is, by faith. And it's the most glorious feeling I ever had. I remember here a few years ago when I realized I don't have to carry that burden of resentment. And by faith, somehow he convicted me so strongly, I didn't seem to have a lot of choice and I'm glad it was that way because it, it's like the son that does the will of the father. Where are you going, Bob? I thought we were going to town. Well, no, I have to go work in the field. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Well, your dad thinks you are anyway. It doesn't matter. He'll never know. No, but I know. I can't do this. I have to do the right thing. And so we forgive other people and love them, whether it's fair or not. Uh, what he did wasn't fair to him, but he loved us with all his heart. So thank you for listening to the program.